All right, so um, this next episode is um, one that is a, the subject of a lot of controversy um, amongst all people, left, right, Democrat, Republican, um, people that don't care, people that don't vote. Um, regarding guns, um, I just want to start off by... Um, saying that the government is probably one of the biggest um, threats uh, to individuals as citizens, people, Americans, uh, what have you. Um, I don't, you know, I mean, even if you're probably not a, uh, an American, you know, wherever you're at, wherever you're at, whether it be China or uh, Europe or, um, you know, I mean, you have a government that could be um, totally non-democratic, um, you know, could be um, really bad on its people. I mean, so, you know, it, it, it does affect, you know, everyone, uh, but I'm just I'm not really looking at it out of the eyes of, um, you know, everybody, because, I mean, obviously, I mean, if we had a dictatorship, it would be a lot worse. Um, you know, a lot of people say. Um, you know, our government is ran more by, um, the, uh, corporate, uh, companies, uh, you know, um, you know, they see a lot of governments are shady and, um, you know, there's a lot of, um, elbow, uh, rubbing, but those are not the points. The, the point of this particular, uh, segment conversation, if you will, is, um, the, the right to bear arms, uh, you know, the second amendment, um, you know, the founding fathers were a big part of, uh, why we have the constitutional right, um, you know, to bear arms. And I think that's important because I mean, the way that the government is ran, the way that, uh, you know, everything is ran in America is pretty much on our rights. I mean, if we don't have the right to do it, uh, the government just, um, really takes advantage of that particular, um, non-right, if you will. Uh, so us by having the rights to bear arms, um, is a big deal because the government has allowed us, uh, you know, to be a free people, um, you know, to be armed, um, you know, uh, George Washington actually, uh, made that quote. I don't want to, you know, steal it from him. But in his first annual address to uh, both, you know, uh, the, the House of Congress, uh, you know, he actually was quoted saying a free people ought not only to be armed, but disciplined. Um, this was um, January the 8th of 1790. Um, you know, there's a lot of quotes, uh, you know, from the uh, founders uh, you know, that made a lot of sense in, um, you know, educating yourself in why, uh, you know, we should uh, not be uh, infringed or, you know, nobody should take that right away from us because, um, you know, Thomas Jefferson, um, you know, said no free man shall ever be debarred the use of arms. Um, this was uh, the Virginia Constitution, the first draft in 1776. 
Thomas Jefferson uh, wrote a letter to James Madison, uh, January 30th of 1787. I prefer dangerous freedom over peaceful slavery. Uh, Thomas Jefferson, again, uh, in his letter to James Madison on December the 20th of 1787, wrote, What country can preserve its liberties if their rulers are not warned from time to time that their people preserve the spirit of resistance? So let them take arms. Now, I really like this one because this goes uh, to basically uh, say that, you know, we as the people, um, we as citizens, you know, we have liberties, um, you know, that we can resist our government. We do have the right to resist our government. We do have the right to peacefully assemble. We do have the right, um, you know, with all this terrorism and all this, um, you know, citizenship uh, rhetoric of, you know, who is, who isn't and who can, you know, be um, just basically handcuffed, uh, you know, without. Uh, probable cause. I mean, all this stuff is on YouTube. Uh, you know, I mean, if you haven't seen it, I mean, these people, these cops, these um, government officials or whatever, you know, I mean, they're out of control. You know, I mean, it, it's good that we now have, uh, you know, the technology that we have in our phones uh, to record uh, these guys because, you know, nobody would have believed me uh, back in 1980 or 1985 or 1989 you know, when I was, uh, you know, barely a um, 14 year old kid that, you know, these cops just rough you up. They throw you on the ground or they, uh, you know, put, you know, put you in cuffs before they even tell you anything. You know, I mean, nobody uh, would have believed that because um, we all see through a different um, set of eyes Um I know it's sad to say, but, um, you know, I mean, in the 90s, uh, you know, when um, Rodney King was getting beat up, that was a big eye opener for a lot of um, white folks. You know, it wasn't anything new to, um, you know, blacks, African-Americans, Mexican-Americans, um, Mexicans, Indians. Uh, you know, I mean, it, it was not anything that, um, you know, we didn't already know. But I mean, when they put it on the news and now it's, uh, you know, real because it's on a camera. Um, you know, things started to change. I mean, because, hey, you can't do that. Put it on TV and then not expect, uh, you know, there to be uh, riots or looting or, you know, everything that was happening as far as, uh, you know, the public just going wild. So there was um, a, a lot of reasons for the um, founders to have an understanding of what um, militias were what the government, um, you know, that, you know, they came, you got to remember also put it into context. They came from Europe, um, you know, where, you know, there were a lot of, um, boundaries set, um, to religion and, uh, freedom and, um, you know, rights of the citizens and, um, you know, supposedly, uh, you know, all those Europeans, you know, wanted to have that freedom. So they came and, uh, you know, created a new uh, democracy. But, you know, they basically, um, you know, hurt a lot of people in the context of doing it. I mean, if you weren't, you know, one of them, then, you know, basically they were going to treat you the same way that they were running away from being treated. Um, you know, these things have to be said, but nor here nor there. 
Um, I got another quote here that says the laws uh, that forbid the carrying of arms are laws of such a nature. They disarm only those who are neither inclined nor determined to commit crimes. Such laws make things worse for the assaulted and better for the assailants. They serve rather to encourage than to prevent homicides for an unarmed man may be attacked with greater confidence than an armed man. This is Thomas Jefferson in his uh, commonplace book quoting the 18th century criminologist Cicere Beccaria in 1774 to 1776. Um, I could go on with another quote that says, body makes the mind strong as to the species of exercises. I advise the gun. While this, gu- while this gives moderate exercise to the body, it gives boldness, enterprise, and ind- in- independence to the mind. Games played with the ball and others of the nature are too violent for the body and stamp no character of the mind. Let your gun, therefore, be your constant companion of your walks. Thomas Jefferson letter to Peter Carr on August the 19th of 1785. Um, all of these are uh, basically quotations from uh, the founders. And this is uh, really where I wanted to, uh, you know, take this particular episode because a lot of people don't know these things about the founders and where, where, where their minds were at, uh, you know, when they were, um, you know, writing the constitution, allowing, uh, you know, the right to bear arms in their uh, Second Amendment. The Constitution of most of our states and the United States assert that all power is inherent in the people, that they may exercise it by themselves, that it is their right and duty to be at all times armed. Again, Thomas Jefferson letter to John Cartwright, uh, June 5th, 1824. On every occasion, of constitutional interpretation, let us carry ourselves back to the time when the Constitution was adopted. Recollect the spirit manifested in the debates, and instead of trying to force what meaning may be squeezed out of the text or invented against it, instead let us conform to the probable one in which it was passed. Again, this was Thomas Jefferson's letter to William Johnson on June the 12th of 1823. Now this one Starts out, I enclose you a list of the killed, wounded, and captives of the enemy from commencement of hostilities at Lexington in April 1775 until November 1777, since which there has been no event of any consequence. And I, I, consequence, I think that upon the whole, it has been about one half the number lost by them, in some instances, more but in others less. This difference is ascribed to our superiority in taking aim when we fire. Every soldier in our army, having been intimate with his gun from his infancy. Thomas Jefferson in letter to Giovanni Fabroni on June the 8th of 1778. They that can give up essentially liberty to obtain a little temporary safety deserve neither liberty nor safety. Benjamin Franklin, Historical Review of Pennsylvania in 1759. Now, this one says, to disarm the people is the most effectual way to enslave them. This is George Mason referencing advice given to the British Parliament by Pennsylvania Governor Sir William Keith in the debates 
in the several state conventions on the adoption of the federal constitution on June the 14th of 1788. I ask, who are the militia? They consist now of the whole people except a few public officers. George Mason, in his address to the Virginia Ratifying Convention, June the 4th of 1788, um, before a standing army can rule, the people must be disarmed, as they are in almost every country in Europe. The supreme power in America cannot enforce unjust laws by sword because the whole body of the people are armed and constitute a force superior to any band of regular troops. Noah Webster, an examination of the leading principles of the federal constitution on October the 10th of 1787. Um, besides the advantage of being armed which the Americas possess over the people of almost every other nation, the existence of subordinate governments to which the people are attached and by which the militia officers are appointed forms a barrier against the enterprises of ambition more insurmountable than any which a simple government of any form can admit of. James Madison, Federalist Number 46, January 29th of 1788. This one, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. A well-regarded militia composed of the body of the people trained to arms is the best and most natural defense of a free country. This was James Madison in the first annals of Congress in 434 on June the 8th of 1789. Um, I have a lot of them here. Um, that um, I can uh, go into, and I think that I'm going to go ahead and do it. Uh, but the reason that I'm doing this is because I really just want you to understand the background of where um, I think my thought or my um, mind is at when I um, try to contemplate why we should and shouldn't have uh, guns. I mean, because, listen, we all know that we can't trust the government. I mean, if you don't know that, you're a fool. Um, you know, I'm sorry that that comes out blunt, but that's my honest opinion. And um, these men, these founders, these um, guys that wrote the Constitution, the forefathers, um, they understood uh, what they were doing. They knew uh, what they were um, initiating. They knew the perils of the future. And they wanted to safeguard that possibility from happening. So one of the things that they did is they did make sure that um, they left a lot of room for um, the freedom to, uh, you know, remain well after uh, they were gone. And whether they did it for... You know, these people or that people or them, them people or different people or whatever. Um, they did prescribe um, the ability, the right to bear arms uh, because they knew, uh, you know, what could happen under the rule of man. Uh, they understood, I think, more deeply uh, then we give them credit for, um, you know, in this particular um, uh, uh, conversation, 
um, you know, what, 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 what they were dealing with and what their thought processes were. Um, you know, they, they just knew that there was a lot of um, inherent evil, um, you know, in government. And they wanted to make sure and, and, and they understood that so well that, I mean, they're they're like they're like um, just trying to basically, I guess, preserve that one uh, part of uh, freedom for and of the people um, as a um, right that just could not be um, done away with at all. And, um, you know, I know we got a lot of murders. I know we got a lot of killings. I know we got a lot of shootings. We got a lot of that. Um, but we're going to have to deal with that a different way because. I mean, if 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 there are 250 mass shootings in a year, OK. Well. I don't know. Let's let's just uh, look at the numbers. I, I don't know how many were killed in each one of those, but let's just say an average of, you know, five. Right. And let's just say four. Make it easy. A thousand people died. Uh, you know, I mean, we have, a you know, three hundred and something million people in the United States of America. I mean, we're, we're, we're talking about a thousand people versus, um, you know, the, the the safety of three hundred plus million, three hundred twenty, three hundred thirty million. Um, it's just. It's not, it's not, it's not a big enough deal. I mean, it is a big deal. I don't want to take that away from anybody and anybody think I'm just a, an asshole, you know, for, uh, you know, not saying that we need to deal with it, but, but the way that we deal with it is not by taking away, um, our, um, our armor of protection, if you will. I mean, that's, that's the one thing that kind of keeps us, uh, you know, from, you know, basically, um, being infringed upon even worse than we already are. I mean, think about it. The YouTube videos that you see where people at least knock on your door, um, even though they're going to, you know, barricade, uh, you know, or, or they're going to try to, you know, uh, you know, bolt on in, you know, with uh, armor, body armor, and, you know, they're, um, you know, breaking down your door and all that stuff. I mean, they still got to watch themselves coming in. But, I mean, if they knew you didn't have guns or if all the guns were removed, I mean, do you really think that that would happen on less of a scale or more of a scale? You know, just picture a cop coming up to the car, not having to worry about, you know, uh, you know, guns uh, being in the hands of most people. I mean, they'd be a lot worse to us, I believe. Um, there'd be a lot more uh, throwing you around. There'd be a lot more, uh, you know, um, putting the cuffs on you, breaking in your house. I, I really believe that. I don't trust the government. I don't think anybody should. Uh, so I'm going to go on to uh, read <clears throat> another one James Madison wrote, The Ultimate Authority. Wherever the derivative may be found resides in the people alone. That was in the Federalist number 46, January 28, 1788. Necessity is the plea for every infringement of human freedom. It is the argument of tyrants. It is the creed of slaves. William Pitt, the younger, speech in the House of Commons, November the 18th, 1783. So let's, let's, let's look at that one. Necessity is the plea for every infringement of human freedom. 
And it is the argument of tyrants. So think about that. The tyrants are the ones that really want to take away our guns is basically what that one is saying. So keep in mind what these guys are saying. I mean, I think it's important to at least, uh, you know, think about this because this is what they wrote. These 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 um, quotes were written 230, 40 years ago. Um, and I think they're relevant to this day, um, especially, you know, with the government that we have. And, um, you know, all the um, atrocities and all the things and all the, you know, slavery. I mean, the Native Americans, the genocide of a whole hundred million people. I mean, come on, guys. You don't think that um, that was just practice for the government? The government knows how to basically uh, subdue people. And, um, I mean, they're saying right now that, uh, you know, they are tyrants if you let them. And that's that that's the founders of the Constitution. They they were the government back then. Uh, they were forming the government and they're they're telling you that they that that is what would be on their mind in the future if they were the ones running or ruling the government. I mean, you really have to put this into context. So that's why I feel it's important to talk about some of these things. Here I go with another quote starting a militia when properly formed are in fact the people themselves and include according to the past and general usage of the states all capable of bearing arms to preserve liberty it is essential that the whole body of the people always possess arms and be taught alike especially when young how to use them richard henry lee federal farmer number 18 general uh, january the 25th of 1788 see i don't even believe that we could even get away with, uh, you know, teaching little kids how to use guns or, um, you know, I mean, as, 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 as easy as this sounds, I think that a lot of this would be under a microscope of the FBI and the CIA and, you know, the DEA and all these people, um, you know, even if we did some of these things today. So, I mean, yes, it is important to have the guns because I think that they'd be all over us, uh, you know, like um, flies on shit, you know, if we were to do some of these things that this is talking about, which was normal back then. And those are our rights. And I'm saying that we probably couldn't even get away with this, let alone if you take away our guns, which you probably can't get away with. This next one, it starts out with um, guard with jealous attention to the public liberty. Suspect everyone who approaches that jewel. Unfortunately, nothing will preserve it but downright force. Whenever you give up that force, you are ruined. The great object is that every man be armed. Everyone who is able might have a gun. Patrick Henry, in the speech to the Virginia Ratifying Convention on June the 5th of 1778. Next, this may be considered as the true palladium of liberty. The right of self-defense is the first law of nature. In most governments, it has been the study of rulers to confine this right within the narrowest limits possible wherever standing armies are kept up and the right of the people to keep and bear arms is under any color or pretext whatsoever prohibited liberty if not already annihilated it or is on the brink of destruction saint george tucker and Blackstone's commentaries on the laws of England in 1803. That 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 one 
That one was pretty powerful. It's basically saying that um, that is your freedom. Um, and if a government basically wanted to take that away, um, that's, um, you know, that, 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 that's the only thing defending, uh, you, uh, you know, as a human, um, and wherever, uh, you know, they're, 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 they're doing that, they're, they're, they're the armies, uh, you know, and that's how they want to basically, uh, take that liberty or freedom away from you. That's, uh, one of the one things that they want to just basically limit. And um, I think that that one was well said. This next one is the supposed quietude of a good man allures the ruffian, while on the other hand, arms like law discourage and keep the invader and the plunderer in awe and preserve order in the world as well as property. The balance of power is the scale of peace. The same balance would be preserved were all the world destitute of arms, for all would be alike, but since some will not, others dare not lay them aside. And while a single nation refuses to lay them down, it is proper that all should keep them up. Horrid mischief would ensure were one half the world deprived of the use of them. For while avarice and ambition have a place in the heart of man, the weak will become a prey to the strong the history of every age and nation establishes these truths and facts need but little arguments when they prove themselves. Thomas Paine, Thoughts on Defensive War. In the Pennsylvania Magazine of July 1775. I'm going to stop right there for a second because I just had a thought. And, um, you know, I mean, you can um, tell me um, or you can have your own thoughts. But, you know, I mean. You got to remember the time period um, in America's foundings, you know, in the mid 1700s to the late 1700s. Um, you know, that's, you know, pretty much the halfway mark between, you know, 500 years of uh, colonizing America. Right. Uh, you know, they were dealing with uh, this, you know, newly, uh, you know, discovered, uh, you know, for the Europeans, at least anyways. Uh, they called it, you know, their 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 discovery. Uh, but 250 to 300 years in, they're the ones with all the guns. They're the ones uh, creating the new nation. They're the ones subduing, killing, murdering um, the Native Americans. Stealing the land, taking it over, pushing them out. Um, and they did it with guns. Uh, they did it with their um, armies. And um, they knew what the armies and the government and the militias and people that were um, trained um, as killers or defenders or um, whatever you want to call them, offenders. Uh, you know, they knew what was possible with guns. So I just wanted to put it in context because, I mean... A lot of these things that they're saying is because they knew damn well that that's basically how they were able to conquer a people, uh, you know, namely the Native Americans. Um, you know, if you have to name them, uh, you know, they were doing this to the Native Americans with their guns. Uh, Native Americans just, you know, didn't have them. Uh, but... I just wanted to touch on that for a second because that I felt was important. 
Um, I'm going to go on. Um, the next quote, the Constitution shall never be construed to prevent the people of the United States who are peaceable citizens from keeping their own arms. Samuel Adams, Massachusetts, ratifying convention in 1788. The right of the citizens to keep and bear arms has justly been considered as the palladium of the liberties of a republic since it offers a strong moral check against the usurpation and arbitrary powers of rulers and will generally, even if these are successful in the first instance, enable to people enable the people to resist and triumph over them. Joseph Story in the Commentaries of the Constitution of the United States in 1833. What, sir, is the use of a militia? It is to prevent the establishment of a standing army, the bane of liberty, whenever governments mean to invade the rights and liberties of people or of the people. They always attempt to destroy the militia in order to raise an army upon their ruins. This is Representative Elbridge, Jerry of Massachusetts, Annals or Annals of Congress, 750, August the 17th, in 1789. For it is a truth which the experience of the ages has attested that the people are always most in danger when the means of injuring their rights are in the possession of those of whom they entertain the least suspicion. Alexander Hamilton and Federalist Number 25th, December the 21st of 1787. If the representatives of the people betray their constituents, there is then no resource left but in the exertion of that original right of self-defense which is paramount to all positive forms of government and which all against the usurpations of the national rulers may be exerted with infinitely better prospect of success than against those of the rulers of an individual state in a single state if the persons entrusted with the supreme power become usurpers. The different parcels, subdivisions, or districts of which it consists having no distinct government and each can take no regular measures for defense. The citizens must rush tumultuously to arms without concert, without system, without resource, except in their courage and despair. Again, Alexander Hamilton and Federalist number 28. If circumstances should at any time oblige the government to form an army of any magnitude, that army can never be formidable to the liberties of the people while there is a large body of citizens, little, if at all, inferior to them in discipline and the use of arms who stand ready to defend their own rights and those of their fellow citizens, this appears to me the only substitute that can be devised for a standing army and the best possible security against it, if it should exist. Alexander Hamilton, Federalist Number 28, January 10th of 1788. Um, the last one that I'm going to read is, um, As civil rulers not having their duty to the people before them may attempt to tyrannize, and as the military forces which must be occasionally raised to defend our country, might pervert their power to the injury of the fellow citizens. These people, or the people, are confirmed by the article in their right to keep and bear their private arms. Tench Cokes, Philadelphia Federal Gazette, June 18, 1789. Now, 
I wanted to read all those because, I mean, I just kind of wanted to get in the mindset of, like, what really is um, a possibility. And that's the only thing that I really think of. I don't think in terms of, like, you know, hey, is this argument valid? Is this right? Is this wrong? Uh, you know, I really want to fight with this uh, left guy or this right guy or this Democrat or this Republican or, you know, all this partisan crap that, you know, we see on um, like the uh, Facebook or whatever, you know, we're having these, you know, debates and people calling each other names and, you know, saying you're a liberal or you're a, a Trump supporter or whatever, you know, I mean, I'm just looking at it in the context of like, you know, hey, the government is what it is. The people, we just want freedom and liberty, right? Um, we should be more um, united, but we're not. Uh, but we all do have that one thing in common, which is, you know, we all want freedom. Uh, you know, whether they be um, whites, blacks, Native Americans, or whatever uh, smaller classes that you have here in the United States. But those are the three major ones. Um, that being said. What was to happen if, you know, let's just visualize it for a second. If somebody took away the guns from all Americans, right? Making them illegal. Um, let's just say that, you know, there's... Um, 300 million guns out there, which there's probably about that many, if not more, um, you know, guns, rifles, AKs, uh, automatics, uh, pistols, everything that's out there. Let's just say there's 300 million guns that just overnight become illegal and they're all put in this big old whatever government facility. Now, the public doesn't have any more guns. The government starts making new laws, uh, taking rights away, um, you know, like our right to privacy. Um, that's already been taken away, so it can be done. Um, you know, the government can now monitor phone calls. They have done it. Um, you know, they can get into your accounts just by... Um, saying, hey, we want to know how many people downloaded this app. You know, they're doing it already. Um, all they got to do is just get a hold of um, Bezos and uh, Zuckerberg or uh, Bill Gates or whomever and say, you know, hey, we want this um, facial recognition of all the people that you have on file or whatever. And now we're going to start looking for uh, criminals out of these databases that you know, we're not even supposed to, um, you know, give that information away, sell it or whatever. Um, these are companies, these are corporations, these are people uh, that are basically infringing on our privacy rights. So I'm just saying, why wouldn't it be able? Why wouldn't it? I mean, if we're already talking about taking our guns away, like it's a real issue. Um, or, you know, preventing the use of, um, you know, having particular guns or what have you. Um, I mean, these are serious talks that are on the floor. I mean, these are, you know, probably not um, as big news as they should be because, you know, we have, um, you know, so many other um, 
things to talk about, you know, um, with the president that we have right now, uh, always making uh, some kind of news, some kind of way. Um, but, you know, when it comes down to like serious issues, uh, you know, that we really don't spend enough time talking about, whether it be in the, the environment uh, that we're destroying or, you know, our, our, our rights uh, that are being taken away or, um, you know, things that are important. You know, um, these are the reasons why we need to protect, to preserve. I mean, most of the public out there right now is so stupid. They're just, I wouldn't even say stupid. I'll take that back. They're, they're ignorant. Okay. Let's just say they're ignorant. They don't know, um, you know, what I just read to you and, and all these people, why they wrote these things, why the who, what, when, where, and why of why, um, we should have these, uh, guns. Um, yeah, I mean, there's some mass shootings going on, but, you know, um, I hate to say that, you know, I mean, you have to, uh, you know, pay, uh, for, um, things, um, sometimes in the worst way possible, but I mean, for our freedom, uh, you know, I mean, we're going to have to pay for some stupid people making some mistakes and it ain't me and it ain't you or it ain't people that are, you know, um, the law abiding citizens that, you know, just want to have their liberty or peace. It's, you know, the people that are very, very, very small, minute, uh, part of, uh, the country. Um, you know, like we said earlier, a thousand people versus three hundred and whatever, 30 million. I mean, you do the math. Uh, I don't know what type of percentage that comes into, but I mean, it's not really, um, I think as big of a deal as if you were to take all 300 million guns away, that's much more proportional. And it's just, in my opinion, um, one of the dumbest things uh, we could do as Americans, as far as giving up, um, more rights, because once that right is violated, then I think it opens the floodgates to um, taking all rights away because you have no protection. You have no way of saying, hey, I demand that you stop and I'm going to hold my ground. Um, so I think with that, I'm going to go ahead and um, end this uh, particular segment. And I uh, hope you um, enjoyed the, um, the, the, the segment and um, maybe we'll um, record some more for you. Okay. Thanks. Signing out.